Welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast. This is our first episode in a while, um, but we're back slowly plugging away um, at being formed into the image of Christ. Um, and today we're actually talking about something very on topic for that, um, very explicitly that, which is the topic of identity. Um, Aubrey has written a blog for us called Who You Truly Are, and I think it's just a timely thing, especially at the beginning of the new year. Um, and for all of life, really, I think that there's like a, a motif within all stories of people trying to find their identity. Um, you think of Tolkien, like The Hobbit, or Neo in The Matrix, or Aubrey, you mentioned uh, Moana in your blog post. And for those of us who haven't seen Moana, what's kind of her identity crisis? Oh, yes, yes. Moana is this beautiful uh, movie uh, by Disney, and so it's a musical and it's about this girl who goes on this journey, and she's supposed to be this island princess, but she keeps feeling drawn to the sea. And so it's just this gorgeous little exploration into what happens when your family and your whole culture says that you're supposed to be one thing, and then you really just feel uh, called to something else, and you just know that there's something out there that's uh, more true to you and more uh, authentic to who you actually are deep down. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, uh, maybe for the rest of the table. So why do you guys think identity is such a big issue? Like, why do we always kind of gravitate towards this question? Maybe it's just us in our 20s. I don't think anyone around this table is over 20 uh, or no, over 30. It's just not even 20s. 20s. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why, what, what, is, what is it with the question of like trying to figure out who we are? Yeah, I think it gets at, I mean, obviously our identity is kind of the the core of our being and it's questions that we ask from a very early age of um, who we are, what we like to do, what our dreams are for the future, which usually consists of jobs or things we want to experience or it's all about our desires, the things that we kind of act out of and um, and especially today, I think we're just we're confused on what actually makes up our identity, which causes more questions. And I think more people longing to know their identity because we're just confused on what actually does make up a person. Uh, what is like the the core inner being and like the the ultimate way to know who we are, what we love, those kind of questions. And so I think because our culture is getting more and more confused on it, it's just causing more and more questions to to be asked. So I think. Everyone, to some extent, asks, who am I? What am I good at? What do I love doing? What are my dreams? Those are all kind of identity pieces, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Aubrey, in your blog, you um, you kind of highlight the what do I do as sort of like um, the underlying question under your identity. And I think you share your story really vulnerably, which we'll get to later. But um, what, what do you think it is about the question, well, what do you do, that like kind of drives our culture? Or talk more about that for a minute. Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, um, Americans especially kind of define ourselves by our careers and, and just what we bring to the table and what we think our, our unique talents are and our gifts are. And then we kind of just make oftentimes an idol out of that. And we often, whenever we meet somebody new, what's the first question we ask them? Like, what's your name? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> um, and I just think that's so indicative of uh, America in particular, like um, the people groups in maybe other societies are maybe more like loosely defined and people kind of move around a lot and they have all these, these different uh, groups that they're a part of. But I think in America, we're just really interested in what other people do and we're always using that to maybe gauge like okay I've got you in this box of uh your profession is this or you live in here and like the east coast or or whatever and um yeah I think it's just kind of this thing where we 
take it up and we maybe dwell in it a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Americans get that reputation of workaholics that maybe yeah. other cultures don't have as much of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. I um, I was listening to a thing uh, by Tim Keller's church in New York City, and they, it's um, the Faith and Work Center is the thing that it's called. And they were talking about the two views that we can have of work, um, which are both wrong. Um, and the first one is exactly what you said. Like we, um, work is everything. That's how we define ourselves. That's what, um, that's what drives us. And the other one, um, is equally wrong, which is work is sort of like a means to an end, right? Like you're Mm. working for the weekend or you're working just to get by, you know, like you're working to provide a living rather than like living like your best life in your work Mm. for God's glory. And, um, I guess for you guys, is there any, like, do you guys see that anywhere, um, else, like maybe in your own life or in, uh, people you've met where like you're either working for like to find true fulfillment in your work or you're working to basically have an ends I guess works like an ends to like some other fulfillment Hmm. you see what I'm saying yeah I think one of the ones that probably for me personally and that I see a lot is the the end in itself and so our identity kind of like you're saying Aubrey is so wrapped up in my job, that if you were to lose that job, if you were to no longer be good at that job, if you did not any any longer get any praise for that job, that shatters your identity Mm -hmm. because your identity is what you do. And I I don't know if it's specifically, I think for maybe some people it is the actual job itself or the validation of the job or whatever that they're kind of wrapped up in. Uh, But for me, I, I see that frequently is that the job is their identity is their source of um, fulfillment and validation. And therefore, if it's taken away, it's not just a, a piece of you know what you do and a piece of who you are. It is who you are that's now mm-hmm. shattered, which mm-hmm. means your whole worldview and understanding of yourself is, is gone. Yeah, I think for me, I see kind of the opposite side more often. So the, fa- the idea that work is kind of a means to an end, uh, and I feel like I see that the most in just like the culture of consumerism, right? Mm-hmm. So it's always about the next thing. And to get that next thing, you usually need some sort of financial resources. And mm-hmm. so people yeah. uh, just leverage their work so they can receive the next thing. And uh, the really sad thing about that is that you get to the end of your life and you realize you've been doing that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm there yet, but I mean, I feel like I see that like pe- older generations have, have got to that point where uh, they're still searching because it, it never worked. It was a means to an end that, mm-hmm. that didn't actually fulfill anything. Yeah. Uh, as I wrote about in the blog post, I definitely felt for myself that my work was my identity and I was just wrapped up in that. And mm-hmm. um, I felt a lot of pressure to have a really pat and easy answer. For whenever anybody asked me, what do you do? Or, or people mm-hmm. that knew me, how's work going? And I, I felt a lot of just um, underlying feelings that I was supposed to be a certain way and I was supposed to have a certain uh, future path. And, and when, uh, as you find out, when I ended up leaving that job, uh, just a lot of uh, deconstruction happened because... Uh, Just like what you said, Andrew, um, when you lose that, then you're not losing just like a piece of you. You're you're losing that entire part of your identity. Mm. It's painful. It's so painful. Like, yeah, dude, I can imagine like it's yeah, it's not just a job, but it's yourself. Right. You found meaning and worth and all of that in a job. So tell us more about that. Like, what was that experience like for you? Um, 
So you had a, a few jobs and you kind of moved between them. And now you're a freelance copywriter. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was it like in the moment when you were sort of like wrestling with that? Yeah. So I was in-house at the same company for four years and I felt just this really strong prompting from the Lord that I needed to leave. And I completely admit that I just ignored it. I completely just buckled down and, and said, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And that's, I think, a really clear indicator that I was putting work above my identity in Christ because I wasn't willing to give that up. I wasn't willing to give up that part of my life. I was willing to mm. say yes in other areas of my life, but it wasn't a full, wholehearted yes. I wasn't being completely, um, honestly, I wasn't being completely obedient uh, to God's calling. And so uh, God kept on it and kept on it and kept on it. And I ended up just having to quit for my mental health. Like it was just such a burden to to stay in a place where I knew I wasn't supposed to be personally. Uh, So I quit and uh, I had an internship in Omaha for a little while at a fun little ad agency. And that was a lot of joy for me. Uh, But to be completely honest and vulnerable, I was devastated when they didn't offer me a position at the end of that internship. I was Mm -hmm. uh, just feeling like, why, why wouldn't you guys think I'm awesome? (laughs) Like, because I think I was, again, looking for that affirmation from the world. I was looking for that uh, praise and that honor that a job can give you. And I wasn't uh, completely comfortable with just being a child of God, like just being. Mm. Uh, So after that, I took a job at another agency in Omaha. And this time when I did hear... Uh, really definite prompting from the Lord that I needed to move on. This time I didn't mess around. And I said, okay, God, um, just wondering, do you think we I could set up another job first before I quit? Like, is that okay? Because that's <laughs> kind of like a normal security thing. And God said, no, you're going to quit right now. And um, you're not going to know what you're going to do next. And that's what I'm asking from you. And I said, okay, this is going to look crazy <laughs> and I'll do it. Um, and so since then, I, like you said, I've been doing freelance copywriting and it's been a really big uh, trust thing. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in the next year, uh, five years from now. And uh, to be honest, it still is really difficult Um like just the other day I was at this big networking conference and everybody's like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like I'm freelancing. I don't know if I'll be freelancing for the next um, six months or 10 years. Um, and it still is hard too to, to, to go um, through interview processes and, and feel um, like I should step away from them because – Um, You know, colleagues are going to be like sending me job applications and they're like, you should do this. And uh, to be honest, it's just really, really weird to say, nope, I'm going to stay here until I feel like God's telling me something different. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of weird feelings. Um, I have felt uh, a really, really big sense of peace, though, and that has been incredible uh, just underlying this whole journey. It, that's been that's been amazing and there are moments where I struggle and there are moments where I'm really not sure what I'm doing but uh the sense of peace that 
is just pervading my personal life has been, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> well, thank you for being honest about your story. Um, it's good to know that, uh, uh, people aren't alone, right? I'm sure there's lots of people that are feeling that exact same way about their job. Um, you know, they've either wrapped their identity up in it or it's just like killing them. Like they hate it. Mm. Right. And so to realize that Christ and, um, the identity he's given us is so much better is such good news. Mm. Right. Um, and so for the last few minutes here, maybe we can, um, just sort of talk about how, like, what does it look like to claim our identity Mm. in Christ? Like, how do we do that? Um, and so, uh, pastors, <laughs> Reese, not you. You're a, an up and coming pastor. By the way, Reese is new here. In case you uh, didn't recognize his voice, and it's awesome to have him. He's just a smart, brilliant guy. And so, thanks for being here. Man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think um, so. Claiming Christ as our primary identity is kind of the. It feels like the fight of the Christian life, right? So, Second Corinthians. 517 says you, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Uh, and that is true in a sense. And then it feels like the rest of the Christian life is like trying to live in that mm. reality. So it feels like, I think first, um, I think it's important to say, like, if, if you feel like you're wrestling with trying to find your identity, Christ, trying to claim that, uh, that you're not alone. I feel like that is just the, the life of a Christian is trying, your identity is in Christ. And your Christian life is trying to live out of that. And I think that that is um, part of sanctification is us becoming more like him and gaining our identity in him so that our, you know, everything, Aubrey, that you were saying that you are, you know, that we often look for in work, whether that's validation or security you mentioned or anything like that 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 is what we would look for in Christ, that our, our validation of being worth something is because we have Christ, not because we have a good job or went to school or whatever. Our security is knowing that our like future forever is secured in Christ. And so I think just finding some of those like very practical heart longings that for many of us we look for in work, or it could be you know, a variety of things, that we would just find out what what is my heart really longing for there? And then just asking the question, how does Christ actually give that to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you begin to live in that, I think that's as we begin to find our identity um, in Christ. But Aubrey, as you kind of wrestled with the the work one specifically, was there anything practical that, that kind of helped you begin to to shift away from finding your identity mm-hmm. and some other things and, and starting to um, claim Christ as your primary identity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think practically it's being super really honest when if you're feeling uncomfortable day in day out and I'm not talking about like maybe you've had a bad day or you're even having like a even a bummer week Uh, if you're feeling in your heart that you really are questioning what you're doing in a position and why you're there and and if you're not feeling like you're of service to others um I think ultimately that was maybe the thing that kind of woke me up a little bit is I don't feel like I'm serving myself and I really don't feel like I'm serving others in this position. Um, And I think as Christians, we need to be in a place where we can really be using our gifts in a way that's honoring to Christ. And I think the way that we think about ourselves really affects how we behave towards both uh, inner life, like how you think 
towards yourself. It affects how you behave towards your family. And I think it really affects also just the way that you view God and the way that uh, you interact with God on a day-to-day basis. So I think it's really important to know, to have that centering in the right place because when I didn't, my whole, all of my relationships suffered. Um, my my relationship with my husband was not great because I was going through so much baggage and unloading that on him and my relationship with my colleagues was awful because I was just in a terrible state at work. I was just miserable. And uh, my relationship with God was very shallow, very uh, not authentic and not honest with either myself or with God. So I think practically a way to wake up from that is to just be honest with yourself. Are you able to put God above everything? And I know Mm -hmm. that's a simple question, but it doesn't always have an easy answer. Yeah, that's good. There's a a quote that you mentioned from Tim Keller in Every Good Endeavor with specifically about work. Uh, He says that we are to see work as a way of service to God and our neighbor. And so we should both choose and conduct our work in accordance with that purpose. And I think that was really helpful because when your identity is in your work, you cannot use it as a means to serve God and your neighbor because it is your source of power, validation, security, honor, respect, love, anything else that you're looking for, you're finding in work. But if our identity is in Christ, like you're talking about, if he is primary, then work is freed up to be about God for his glory and for the good of others, which is why we are to work. And so I think that it was such a helpful way to reframe that if work is intended to be about glorifying God and really for the good of other people, society, culture, it is impossible to do that if your identity is in your work mm-hmm. because then it does become all about you and you cannot glorify God and you cannot you have the primary means to be to serve others. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that's when work gets really messed up. So I really appreciated you kind of framing it in that um, because I think that's just a helpful uh, – I think people maybe feel that. Why is work feeling that way? Well, because it's you're not actually working according to its original design and mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's important to kind of to add on to that, that work is so temporal and the things that you do can have an impact in light of eternity or they can have an impact for your own glory. Mm. So what I mean by that is I was working to make a name for myself and to uh, get that exterior praise and motivation and uh, now what I'm hoping, what I'm learning is is to work in light of eternity for other people's benefit and um, to help them in a way that's really uh, self-sacrificial and pointing them towards the ultimate mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. Amen. That's good. <clears throat> um, Aubrey, thanks again for writing this. I think um, so many words of wisdom for someone who is like 20-something, like we all are here at this table. And so, yeah, thank you so much for um, sort of helping us steer us into the right trajectory, right? Like the, the decisions we make now, our church is pretty young. The decisions we make now are going to affect um, our work patterns for the future. And mm-hmm. so like thinking about these things now um, is so helpful for us. And so thank you for opening the door and uh, – giving us permission to sort of consider our own identity and where um, it's placed, whether that's for good or for bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think um, uh, in line with uh, your, um, like the big idea here, um, I just, I see the sense in which um, 
it's pretty simple, I guess, in the words of Jesus, that um, the world would know that we're God's disciples because of how we love um, each other and the world. And so, um, yeah, for us at Providence, would we uh, would we love uh, not our jobs, not our identities, not our whatever, but um, would we love people well like Christ and um, view our work as an opportunity to serve the world? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, any last thoughts that you guys have? No, that's good. Thanks, Aubrey. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Thanks so much. And if you guys have any stories of work or identity, we'd love to hear them. Feel free to email us at info at providenceomaha.org. And who knows, maybe you'll be on the Christian Information Podcast. 